Welcome to the ADHD Power Podcast. ADHD Power helps working professionals and entrepreneurs with ADHD maximize the positives and minimize the negatives of ADHD so that together we can use our valuable superpower to make the world a better place. I'm Nicola and I have ADHD. I'm an ADHD productivity coach, master student and podcaster. So a warm welcome to the 58th episode of the ADHD Power Podcast. So happy Monday, guys. And today we will speak about ADHD and eat the frog, the reason why it works for our ADHD brain. And I would like to show you maybe a little bit another perspective because lately I hear it over and over again that like, like actually eat the frog doesn't work for our ADHD brain. Starting with the most difficult tasks is overwhelming. And I totally get that point. But in this episode, I actually want to come up with another perspective, another argument why it actually can work for our ADHD brain. This eat the frog approach, um, which a lot of productivity gurus talk about. Okay, so let's get started, guys. So as someone with ADHD, I have been practicing eat the frog for now many years. Yeah, and that simply means I start with the most challenging or uncomfortable uh, task as the first thing in the morning. Yeah, personally, I always like to do this. Yeah, to start off with a deep work session, tackling the most important thing of the day or something what is quite challenging, what requires a lot of cognitive effort. Yeah, you need to direct to that particular task. And what I discovered over the last year is this is a quite effective strategy if you start with something that is really important to you or is maybe challenging or uncomfortable, whatever. But the point is, if you do that early in the morning or in the morning, for example, you don't have too many distractions interfering with your focus. Yeah, In the morning, you can laser focus on the task at hand. It depends, of course, a little bit on the environment you are in. Yeah, But oftentimes... Um, the later the day moves on or the later it gets, like 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., the more distractions are coming up, like maybe from your phone or a phone call or people are um, coming inside your office, whatever it might be. And if you... I always like to think of a jar, like a glass, like a glass or jar. And the first thing what you like to do or you should do is like you put in your big rocks in first. Yeah, because if you don't, everything, the smaller rocks will come in first and then on top of that, the big rock. And that simply means like if you start in the morning with um, directly getting distracted or with emails, you're not making progress on the most important thing. Yeah, so you put in your little rocks in first and not the big one, what we actually should do. And in my case, this definitely helped me to always start with a long deep work session in the morning. And I can tell you, I like to do nowadays long deep work sessions in the morning. Normally, I start in 7 a.m. till 12 straight, like uh, those are five hours laser focused. And um, of course, this was a little bit of process. I was not always able to be laser focused for five hours. And But this was really a process. The more you practice that, the better you get at it. And Although also when we have ADHD, although we have ADHD, this is 100% possible. And that's not only what I'm saying, also ADHD experts are saying that uh, concentration is like a muscle. We need to train and need to be really careful with it, especially in this world full of distractions like social media notifications, WhatsApp, emails, etc. But the more we are like conscious about our distractions and know what can interfere with us, yeah, the 
better we can protect our concentration muscle. And I discovered that deep work is the biggest lever I have in my on my side that actually I can protect my concentration muscle because I also have ADHD and nowadays I can laser focus. And I can tell you, this is a really superpower if, if you direct it towards the right things, of course. So what I simply wanted to, the point I wanted to make here is deep work sessions can be really, really powerful and connected with eat the frog, for example. But now let's get a little bit more specific. How exactly am I doing that? How, why eat the frog actually works for my ADHD brain? So what I'm personally doing is always the night before of course, I, uh, as I mentioned many, many times on this podcast, the night before, I plan out the most important task, my MIT, that's the acronym for uh, most important tasks. I plan that as the first thing in the morning. That's my frog. Let's put it like that. Okay, that's the first step. And this is anyway a really, really crucial step always to plan out the night before your next day because like that you can protect yourself from decision fatigue. Okay. Second step is then the next day before I start, so on a given workday, I briefly break the tasks down or break tasks into chunks. And this is a really, really crucial step here. We are breaking down this frog into bite-sized chunks we can tackle step by step. And then the first, uh, sorry, the third step is then after each completed step, I cross it off my to-do list because this is like a really great feeling to cross off something. Yeah, It shows you that you're going the right direction and it's pretty rewarding this feeling. Yeah, You can cross off something your to- off something of your to-do list. So pretty straight forward this, this um, step-by-step guide. What I'm doing, I plan out the night before my MIT for the next day when I will do it. Of course, in the morning, I'm personally doing it, my eat the, frog, eat the frog approach. Second is then the next day before I start, I briefly break the task down into chunks and then after each completed step, I cross it off my to-do list. Now, the point, what is really crucial here is I differentiate between macro and micro planning. Macro and micro planning. Now, what is macro and what is micro planning? So macro planning, that is more like the night before I create a time block um, for the next day, or I create time blocks. And for each time block, I had a, have a broader theme or like a topic or a task I would like to, or a project, whatever it might be, but we will not get specific. Like I give an example, like recording podcasts could be a block. Yeah, it's simply, you know what we should do, what you should do, but we are not getting too specific. Yeah, like recording a podcast or in my case, creating content could be a block, a time block. Or it could be messenger conversation, could be one block, for example. Or um, working on the, or simply curriculum when I need to go over my curriculum of my coaching program. Whatever it might be, but this is simply the broader theme of this time block. That is macro planning. Now, micro planning, on the other hand, on the other side is before starting a time block on a given workday, I break the tasks down into bite-sized chunks. And this is exactly the crucial thing how you can make Eat the Frog actually work for our ADHD brain. Before I start, I actually write exactly down what are the steps I need to be going through to actually accomplish this task or finish this task. Because if we don't do that, we can get overwhelmed and we don't know exactly where to start. And this, if I don't do that personally, that can get, get really fast overwhelmed because then I'm acting like haphazardly without a plan. And I know we are way or I'm way 
not not so productive how I actually could be. And also, I'm feeling stressed. Yeah, I'm not feeling good at the same time. So really, if you want to make Eat the Frog work for your ADHD brain, break down these big tasks, this time block, this thing you would like to do in this time block, into the smallest possible steps. SPS is the acronym, smallest possible steps, okay? And then you can tackle your tasks step by step. And I give you now a, a specific example from my person, from my professional life recording an episode for my podcast, like this one here. So publishing and finishing an entire episode for my podcast, of course, requires to go me through different steps. And normally it is, first of all, first of all I need to think what it will be the topic of this episode. That's the first step. Second step will be then like writing the script. Or if I already have it, because oftentimes I simply use my social media posts, what I already wrote uh, as a script, you know, that those are my notes I can use. And of course, sometimes I add some some notes, etc. But it's the second step is simply make sure that the script is ready. Yeah, I create a script. And then the third step is I record the episode. Fourth step is then I edit it. Fifth step is I create a caption, etc. And the sixth step is simply I publish it. And the seventh step is maybe I, pu- I promote it on social media. So now you can see like for each episode, different steps are required to finish an entire episode. But this is really, really powerful because now we can break that recording episode theme or topic or of the time block down into bite-sized chunks. Now I know exactly, okay, first I need to think about the topic, then the script, etc., etc., etc. And this can increase your, your productivity significantly and it saves you ton of a ton of time. Real quick, guys, you guys maybe know that we don't run any ads to grow this podcast. So the only ask that I have for you guys is that you help me spread the word to help more working professionals and entrepreneurs with ADHD overcome procrastination, be more productive, have their life in order and use their superpower to make the world a better place. And the only way we do that is if you could rate, review and share this podcast. So the single thing that I ask you to do is just leave a review that takes you 10 seconds or one click with your thumb. That would mean a lot to me and more importantly, it may change someone else's world. And I can tell you like what is also really powerful when it comes to that to create like a template. And that's actually what I did for many things in my life I do over and over again. Like for example, publishing um, social media posts on my Instagram. As you probably know or saw, I publish seven days a week on my Instagram, pot, uh, like uh, like content, like a feed post, stories, etc. And it it's always more or less the same um, steps I'm going be through. Going through. Like first thing is I um, need, of course, to think what is the idea of today. Second is I write a caption. Third thing is I create a design the design for the post. Like maybe I need to um, create in Adobe Sparks or Express the design like the for the post. If I do a carousel, for example, and of course then create the story. And you can see now different steps are required to actually finish my content for today. And more or less that's always the same. And I have like a template I can use in my digital the to-do list, what I like to use, or sometimes I also use my distraction log in the notes section, like I have a blank piece of paper next to me and there I write it short down. That can, Sometimes I'm also doing that. But the main thing is simply, if you have recurring tasks in your life or things you are over and over doing again and more or less 
the steps are always the same, write the steps once down and then you can always come back to those steps and know exactly what you should be doing as the next thing, you know. So this can also be uh, pretty powerful, I would say, and increase our um, efficiency, productivity. But at the same time, we are less overwhelmed because we know exactly what we should be doing. And I can tell you the strategy of breaking things down, yeah, like in, uh, apply to, for example, eat the frog. I use that for many things. And I give you a, some examples. Uh, as you probably know, I worked for over a year um, in an internship and I was assisting the CEO with his new corporate strategy in that internship. Of course, my uh, main role was like the assistant of the CEO, for example, but as well as like um, I was the social media manager. I had this huge privilege to build up social media from scratch for this company, as well as building the employer brand and some other stuff I was working on. Um, and now the point here, what I would like to make is like, the CEO and I, we worked together and um, he had his idea to come up with a new corporate strategy, what simply means to set the priorities correct, right? And the first thing what we did is really, uh, maybe to give you a background, if you want to come up with a good strategy, of course, you need to create a PowerPoint slide deck. And what we then did is we broke the slide deck down into a good structure. So the first thing was simply, I wrote down with him together and the different titles of each each slide that I know exactly, okay, what will be the topic on this slide, this slide, this slide, this slide, what will be there the topic? And I we did that together uh, and then I created like my list and I presented that to him and he gave me feedback and we had a few, I guess, two, three meetings regarding that. And when we actually created, when we finished with the structure, we were ready, yeah, to, to start with the details because what we simply did is we started with 80-20. We put in 20% effort by simply creating now the structure. And we, we don't care about the details, simply the overarching topic of each slide we wrote down. And then we simply needed to uh, like like come up with 20% effort and the result was 80% outcome because now we are less overwhelmed we know exactly okay what will be the structure we have a good idea and then we we broke it down then the next step were simply we started with the different slides and this was was really powerful because like that we were way more efficient otherwise if we start directly like oh slide nine slide one what will be the content on this no we don't care we first start with the overarching title with the overarching overarching theme and I can tell you, I apply that, this 80-20 rule, like uh, first creating a good structure, a plan to many different areas of my life. Not only in an internship there, also doing now my master's degree in general management at the University of St. Gallen. For example, when I um, planned out my um, period for learning for exams, I do the exact same thing, yeah? Um, for example, if I need to prepare for one exam, what I first do is I come up with the structure, how I want to go through the material I should be learning for the exam. Yeah, simply writing down the, the broader theme, the broader topic, and then I go into the details step by step. But what I'm simply doing, I run all the time like 80-20 over it, then again an 80-20, again an 80-20. And with each 80-20, you are going more into the details. Yeah, this is also really, really powerful. All right. So, and 
it helped me also, for example, co-founding a strategy agency because there we had multiple things to do. But as well as like, as I said before, publishing podcasts in the past, also newsletters or social media posts consistently. Simply breaking this frog, what you want to tackle into the smallest possible steps. But not only applied to the eat the frog uh, to eat the frog or tackling the frog also it doesn't matter if you work on multiple things throughout the day always come up with a short step-by-step plan like micro planning can be really really powerful and increase your your efficiency yeah so and i would say like maybe let's do a quick rundown of this episode so what we covered is like how you can actually like how I'm personally doing it, yeah? I plan out the night before, my MIT for the next day, then the next day before, I briefly chunk it down into chunks, then after each completed t- uh, step, I cross it off my to-do list. We also spoke about micro-planning and um, about macro and micro-planning, which is really important to understand. We spoke about the smallest possible steps, yeah, the SPS, and um we also talked about a specific example of my life, like recording episodes for my podcast. And there may be a takeaway for you is like come up with a template for a task that you are doing over and over again. So therefore, then you don't need to think you just can execute the different steps. All right, guys, that's simply how you can make uh, eat the frog work for your ADHD brain by simply breaking this frog down into bite sized chunks. So maybe it work, will work for your ADHD brain. Of course, I cannot guarantee that, but maybe you can give it a try and you will see if it works. If not, always make adjustments, of course. And maybe this uh, is maybe the main, main, main takeaway of this episode. Always, by the way, or, or let's put it like that. Be always, be careful if somebody says, we have ADHD, this doesn't work for us. Of course, we can see like a tendency, like, oh, for many of ADHDs, this doesn't work so well. But please be always, or try to be open-minded and see how to make it work for your ADHD brain, yeah? Maybe you need to adjust it a little bit or change something, alter some things with a particular strategy and then it will work for you. But uh, what I guess it's really, really crucial because is I see that um, pretty often nowadays that people say this, this doesn't work. And this is really, really like limiting telling somebody, hey, this doesn't work. That is really limiting. And I'm always really careful if I hear somebody saying something like that, like um, because it's so, so limiting, and especially, you know, we ADHD and many of us, we are wonderful entrepreneurs with a lot of creativity. We have this entrepreneurial spirit. We are we have this gift of sensitivity, seeing in conversations what others don't see. Or for example, we have a great, great intuition. Many different many wonderful gifts, what you simply not can learn or buy, you know. So always when somebody tells you, hey, you can't do that, you can't be a successful entrepreneur because you have ADHD. Be careful, yeah. Be really, really careful if somebody tells. Don't limit yourself. And I, only a quick side note here: the most successful entrepreneurs on this planet have ADHD, you know. And the only point is here: they found a productive way how they can use their strength, um, yeah. And that that is really powerful. So maybe this is also for you. Really, I I hope you can uh, take this away from this episode. Yeah, don't don't limit yourself and. Um, um, yeah, be ambitious, have big goals, work hard, of course, and if you if if you like so, 
and see where the journey is going because I believe many of you, you have wonderful gifts, use them and um, maybe you can create something big in this world and make this world a better place. All right, guys. So thank you very much for listening to this episode. That was Eat the Frog, the reason why it works for our ADHD brain.